Hey friends, welcome to the show. I'm Connie. I'm so glad you're here. Today I'm going to share some thoughts with you that I have been um, learning as I am going through the chronological year um, study Bible. And so it's a reading plan that takes you through the Bible um, chronologically. And I'm in Joshua right now. Um, there's been this emphasis on the children of Israel and um, their journey from uh, slavery in Egypt to the promised land. And right now we're right up on where they are getting their allotments, um, their inheritance in the promised land. And as I'm reading, it's just been so clear to me that this story is really not about the children of Israel. It's about God. And I know that that's a, well, of course it is. It's the Bible. The Bible's about God. But it's so easy for me. I don't know about you, but it's so easy for me to get caught up in my needs or um, the things I'm working on or um, my pursuit of God instead of the aspect that it's all him that everything is him and resting in who he is totally and completely. And so what I'm seeing here as I'm learning about the Israelites going up to possess their inheritance within the promised land is I look back and I, I see, I see the, the great battle, um, that arose before the children of Israel were even on the, the footsteps, the, the cusp of getting to go in to the promised land. So there was this time of, you know, slavery and bondage. And then there was this time of deliverance, but then there was this time of wandering. And then finally, this, this wandering leads to kind of walking right up to the promised land, this, this place of divine inheritance and blessing. And what, what I see there is that maybe this was the hardest place to be of all. Now, given it was the best place, um, you know, comfort wise and, and, and blessing wise. But if you look at a people like the children of Israel, they have a pretty traumatic background. So I feel like it's almost easier for them, although difficult to stay in the hard places because the hard places are what they know. And so even though they've had the privilege of walking with God and struggling with God, really, I mean, all of their failures and all of the times that they were fearful or they chose idolatry over the worship of, of Yeshua, um, they still are most comfortable with the darkness. They still are most comfortable with um, sorrow. They don't really have a lot of experience, active experiential experience in walking and blessing. And so you see different pictures of what different tribes did when they were getting their inheritance, their divine inheritance. That means in within the promised land, there were these tribes and the Lord had designated pieces of the promised land to them as their inheritance. And in Joshua 17, in the, in the last part of the chapter, um, verse 14, I'm going to read verse 14 and then um, 
verse 17 and 18. So verse 14 says, then the people of Joseph, and this is back the descendants of Joseph with the, the coat of many colors. Um, the people of Joseph spoke to Joshua and they said, why have you given me but one lot and one portion as an inheritance? Although I am a numerous people since the Lord has blessed me. And then in verse 17, it says, you are a numerous people. This is Joshua saying this to Joseph's people. And you have great power. You shall not have one allotment only, but the hill, the hill country shall be yours, for it is a forest. You shall clear it and possess it to its farthest borders, for you shall drive out the Canaanites, though they have chariots of iron and though they are strong. So right here, what you see in verse 14 is you see a type of person that they're, they're stepping into who that they, who they know that God is. But even further than that, they've reached a place where a lot of us don't get. They are beginning to see who God says that they are. The people of Joseph told Joshua, and this is a big deal because they're telling the leader, their leader, um, Joshua took over for Moses and Joshua was leading the people of Israel into the promised land. He was actually taking them over the threshold from the wilderness wandering into their divine promised land that had the blessings and the prosperity of God waiting for them. So a totally different turn than what they were used to. And the people of Joshua, uh, the people of Joseph told Joshua very boldly, why have you given us but one lot? We are a numerous people and the Lord has blessed us. So they are, they're claiming not something in a prideful way, but they're claiming what God has actually declared over them. So they're being bold and they're saying, um, yeah, we're stepping into this and we're stepping into this identity of who God says we are. And so this isn't some man-made identity. They're not saying, we're, well, we're important and we did this and we pulled the weight back here in the wilderness. No, they're saying God has blessed us and we want more. And it's not in a selfish way. I just don't get that feeling. I get the feeling that they are truly walking in the God-given, their God-given identity, and they are truly seeing who God is to them. And I think we often miss that. We view God as begrudging, and rather than waiting to assist us in walking into our divine inheritance, our divine purpose, our divine blessing, we would rather and find it easier to believe that he is waiting to kind of smash us and let us know the ways we failed and let us know that uh, we're not really good enough. But that's not what these people, what this clan of people decided. They decided uh, we're going to have the faith to believe what we know to be true about God. And I think that's the key. Believing what you know to be true. What is factually evident within the word of God? What is that? Not if you feel like you can perceive blessing. Not if you feel like you're worthy because you're not worthy. That's the thing about the grace of God. Once it's given, it's never taken away. 
and it has absolutely nothing to do with you. It has only to do with who God is. And so then down in verse 17, we see Joshua declaring over this, these people based on their bold statement of faith. You are a numerous people. You have great power. And you shall not have one allotment only. So not only are they declaring this to Joshua, but I believe they're declaring it in the presence of God Almighty. They're saying, Lord, give us more. We want more because you have blessed us. And so Joshua is in response to, I feel, the spirit of God that is it was within him because he is the leader. He's a chosen leader. And it talks about... Um, the spirit of God leaving Moses when he passed on and coming into or onto Joshua. And so we see this transference of power to this new leader that God has chosen to lead his people. And so I believe that Joshua's response to the clan of, of Joseph is granting them their request because of their belief belief in faith of who he is. And so what does this show us? This shows us that God honors faithfulness and he honors it when we step into believing the right things about who he is and the right things about who he says that we are. But then right below that, it still says it's a hill country. It will be yours but it's a forest and you're going to have to go clear it to possess it. So again, it's declared to them ahead of time. Yes, I have this. Um, I'm going to give you this extra blessing. I'm going to give you this extra portion because of your faithfulness and your boldness, but you have to go and clear the forest. You have to go and drive out these warriors that have chariots of iron. And back in the days of Bible times, those were very intimidating warriors because only the best of the best had chariots at all. And chariots of iron, oh, that's a whole nother thing. And then at the last sentence, Joshua is acknowledging these people, these warriors that you're going to go up against, they're strong. But right before that, their strength is the least of um, the clan of Joseph's worries. They're, that's the least of their problems. And for us in our life, we will often take something physical and human and make that the biggest thing that stands in our way from walking where God has called us to walk. When really... That's the least of our worries because God has already declared their victory. So just because they still have to fight the battle doesn't mean they need to focus on the battle. The battle's already won. All they have to do is to continue to walk in the faith and the boldness that they showed in verse 14 where they went to Joshua and they said, essentially, we want more. The Lord has blessed us. So yes, there is going to be a battle. There's going to be the clearing of the forest and there's going to be the driving out of these super soldiers with iron chariots. And it's going to cause a lot of emotion and it's going to be easy to get distracted. But what we see here is the, the game plan of how we face life. 
how we walk in the blessings that God has for us. We de we declare who we are in him. We only listen to what is true about him, not what we feel. And then we focus on God and we focus on what he said instead of the battle itself, because the battle for the believer is already won. And that's the day-to-day -day battle, but that's also these big crisis battles that we face in our life with the unexpected tragedies that come up. So key takeaways from this. Be bold in front of God. Be bold in declaring what and who he says that you are. Don't settle for less of God and less of his goodness in your life. Remind yourself of the truth of God's word. And you can't do that if you're not spending time in the word of God. And then don't focus on the battle because the battle is won. Walk faithfully, trusting your God. Be bold, trusting your God. And let him lead you into your promised land. And that's not a catch-all phrase. It is used so much, but it's true. The definition of the promised land is an inheritance from God. And there is for you, child of God, an inheritance from God to you. And it is available to you. Not all at once, because we can't handle it all at once. But faithful step by faithful step. You're going to keep making your way down this incredible path where you are going to find and be able to bring in to yourself more and more of Jesus and more and more of his plan for you. More and more healing over the broken areas of your life. So walk in that today. Walk in only the truth of who you know that God is and what you know that God says about you. Anything else, rebuke it in the name of Jesus and turn your eyes back to him and his truth. I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast. It comes out every Friday and Mondays on YouTube, and it's on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things. And if you are interested in having me speak at your next engagement, you can send speaking email inquiries to can't get me down with your brown all lowercase at gmail.com. And I have some big things in the works coming up over the next few weeks and months, and I know you're not going to want to miss it. So be sure to tune in to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast every Friday and Mondays on YouTube. Thanks, guys. Have a good rest of your week.